I wish that I could reprimand my wallet for all the times that I cannot find it, right? That I could tell my wallet, you bad wallet, in your teenage rebellion, you wandered far away from where I last left you. But I know with my wallet, with my keys, with my cell phone, with my watch, they are almost always where I last put them. And it is me who cannot remember rather than some moral act of the watch or the wallet to have wandered off. In the hustle and bustle of life, things can get lost. And this is what the parable that we heard Jesus say is about, about a, a coin that got lost in the, the shuffle of life, in the cleaning, in the piles, in the moving, in the comings and goings, the coin somehow got lost. And I've, I've always sort of been, been drawn to this parable. Jesus offers three parables in a row about things that are lost and found. First, about a shepherd who finds sheep. Second, about a woman who finds a lost coin. And then a father who has two lost sons. And those, those two parables that, that bookend this parable about the coin get, are, are a lot more well-known. But, but I want to focus today on the parable of the coin. Because, you see, the, the coin did nothing. Again, the coin was, was in no way wandering and this story we know too, right? We know those stories in life where, like the sheep, we, we make some wrong turns, we, we get too far away from the voices of safety, and we end up in a bad situation where we need God's grace to come and pick us up. But that's not the coin. You see, the, the coin just got lost in the shuffle. The coin didn't do anything, but, but suddenly it was lost, and even lost in a familiar place, lost at home. And I think we all know that that's a way in which we've all at some point in our life been lost. Wasn't something that we did, but just the way life moved, the, the hustle and bustle of life meant that we no longer felt like we knew where we were. I think about family that I've had in my own family or when I've watched families grieve the death of a loved one. Often in the, the weeks afterwards, when the people share how they're doing, if you really listen, they, they are saying that they feel lost, that, that they're not sure anymore sort of who they are or where they belong or, or where exactly they're going or where they are. This is, this is most true, too, when, when people lose, say, a spouse or somebody that they were living with. Suddenly their own home can, can feel strange, like they don't belong there anymore. And they kind of wander around and even open up the refrigerator and, and they just kind of feel like they're dislocated, they're out of place, they're lost. Again, we can get lost even in our own, our own homes. I think about times of a lot of relationship strain, say when a, a marriage is, is, is really starting to fall apart, or, or when as, as parents we really, our, our kids go through sort of stages and we don't really know how to interact with them, and we, we feel so much like, like home is kind of like a battle zone, or we're just kind of walking on eggshells, waiting to see what the next explosion is going to be. At those times, we, we often feel lost, like we don't belong, like something is fundamentally out of kilter, we're dislocated, and again, we 
We don't think that we really did anything different. We haven't changed, yet everything has changed around us, and we feel lost, lost even in a space that was once so comforting and so familiar. I think the last few years have had a lot of dislocation throughout the pandemic. As home became an office, as as home became where suddenly we had to have our kids trying to get them to online school, and then just about every arena of our life, the grocery store, church, family gatherings, everything that we used to know so well suddenly had all sorts of regulations, and and even internally, am I going to offend people? Well, should I or shouldn't I? What should I do? And then add some politics to all that, and suddenly all of us have had at least one family gathering in the last year that just went up in in flames, and we have felt time and time again not because we've changed, but somehow the world was moving that we no longer know exactly where we belong, who we are, where we're going, where we are. And we find that even in our very own home, in places that were familiar like this coin, that we're, we're lost. But this parable isn't simply about being lost. It's about being lost and then found, right? All of these parables, it's not just about being lost, but about being found. And the the work of God, the work of God to wherever we find ourselves, whatever situation that we've gotten ourselves into, whether it's of our own doing or simply the way life has unfolded, and when we feel lost, we can hear this good news that God is diligently searching for us, like a, like a poor woman down trying to light a lamp and find things underneath the, the chair or other things. Again, God is, is searching for us. Now, maybe some of you, as you come to worship this day, you feel a bit like the end of the story where the woman has, has brought together her friends and is rejoicing. Again, maybe some of you today, when, when just for what's going on this week or when you think and you look back and you say, wow, God has been faithful God has been a good God. And, and today, really, I, I'm so excited for the fall and sort of a, a, a life to sort of be normal, and, and it is good. And your heart today is filled with rejoicing. And if that's where you are, where you want this day, this season, this year to be one of rejoicing, I am here with you, and I am ready to rejoice and to, to celebrate with you God's faithfulness always. But maybe some of you, maybe some of you this day, rejoicing isn't the first thing in your heart. Again, there's all sorts of ways in which, you know, life again gets kind of overwhelming, especially the last few years. And again, maybe for some of you, there's, there's a sense that, okay, maybe the worst of the storm is over, but I, I don't, I don't quite, quite feel like I'm ready to rejoice yet. You know, the, the emotional sort of stuff that when everybody's been so stressed the last few years, the things they've said and the things they've done, my, my heart has a bit of hardness towards some people, and I'm, I'm not quite ready to, to let go of that. Right, or I'm an employer desperately searching for labor. Again, all of these things, it, it can be that we come this day and we're, we're not quite ready to rejoice. 
Well, I want you to notice that in the story, that, that whether any of the three in Luke 15, but even in the parable of the coin, that there's some time involved. There's some time involved for, for God to, to find the coin. And then, and then this woman, right, again, God to hold the coin and wait for then everybody to come and rejoice. I think it takes time for the, the love of God, which is, is poured out in the cross in the death of Jesus as, as there's forgiveness and mercy unending pouring out from that cross. But it takes the spirit, it takes God time for that to work into our hearts. You know, I, I think about the last few years and how often I've had to recalibrate and change my expectations and recognizing that still some of my expectations for myself and for others are not what God intends. They're not born of the will of God. And, and needing to let go of those expectations and really replace them with, with God's purposes and God's heart in our lives. That takes time. Again, for our hearts to sort of finally be softened to the point where we're open to God's reconciling love in this life, that that takes time. Or when we're grieving the death of a loved one for our mourning to finally be turned into dancing. Really, where our tears finally just melt away and we're just left with a profound sense of thanksgiving and ultimately anticipation of our reunion. This all takes time. And so if you find yourself today and you're, you're not quite in a, a mood ready, you're in a heart isn't quite ready to rejoice know that the alternative then the alternative then is that you're just in God's hands you're in God's hands and and there is a party there is rejoicing on the way and and when you're ready God will will unveil you to those who are ready to rejoice but we have been gathered here today by the Lord to rejoice. This is what the woman in the story is doing. She's gathering her friends to rejoice, and she wants them to gather for the reason of good news. I sense in our world today we, we tend to gather and, and congregate for two reasons. One is politics and the other is sports. But, but there's a, another reason why we can gather and we can gather to hear good news. Good news that the one who was once lost, indeed the world intended to lose Jesus, the world cast him out in his very home city of Jerusalem. The, they cast him out, forgot him, disregarded him, hoped he would be thrown into the heap bin of human history. He has been found and been found to be raised from the dead for you and for this World And now he seeks relentlessly to find you wherever you are, no matter how lost you may seem. And so, so yeah, we can gather at this good news and rejoice. But now you might say, but pastor, weren't you just saying that it's okay if I'm not ready to rejoice? And I want to affirm that, of course. You see, the, the good news, the, the good news that, that we're gathered around today is, is news that includes both being lost and being found. Whether it's the story we heard today of this parable of the lost coin or any of those from Luke 15 or really any of those from all of Luke's gospel. The next few weeks we'll be looking at the stories of Joseph, a man who again and again is lost and found 
the stories in the Bible include both lament and rejoicing, sin and forgiveness, death and resurrection. You see that the, the good news is so good that it can bear, it can embrace even the, the sorrow and the hard times of our lives. All of creation now has begun to rejoice in the eternal song of victory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He has risen. But you see then our songs, our songs in this world are often songs of lament and uncertainty, of confession and frustration. And when we bring those songs, somehow this, this deeper song, this, this deeper song of resurrection, of, of rejoicing at what Christ has done can, can bear those other songs and somehow just adds them in as harmonies to itself. We gather today, we gather today at the good news, the good news that Jesus Christ who once was lost, is found, and will stop at nothing to find us. Amen.